Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the death. Welcome to episode 179, is that right, of the Kaiju Cast? A podcast 100%, that is right, 179. That's right, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Kaiju Cast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is an episode, I believe it's the second episode of July 2016, and uh, this is a news-specific episode. Let me introduce my co-hosts for this particular installment. We have Mr. Jeff Dean. Hey, kids. Rachel Cook. Hi there. And a brand new voice to the podcast, Clancy Peterson. Hey, hello everyone. And uh, we are going to go and get into the news right now. This is United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan. It has been a fantastically large week and weekend for Godzilla fans and kaiju fans around the world. And one of the things we're going to talk about kicked things off real, real recently, real recently. Oh, also, I should tell you guys, the goal of this episode is to not have to edit it. <laughs> so okay. We'll do our best. Yeah. So we had a bunch of new stuff happening in Japan with Shin Godzilla. We had a brand new trailer drop, which was pretty awesome. Who here saw the brand new trailer for Shin Godzilla? I did. Negative. Negative. Uh, I saw it. Yeah. Rachel, why I, negative? Because you want to not, not I see don't, anything? I try not to watch anything anymore. I don't like to get too much. I like to just go in fresh once the movies come out. Yeah, I would say that's a good call. Not that this trailer gave anything away. Right. Like, the, the first teasers and trailers, they usually don't give a whole lot away. So it, I get excited. But I was so crushed after the 2014 Godzilla was not the same tone as the original trailer was sure, that yeah, yeah. I try not to even set my expectations up. This second trailer was, it's not built like American trailers where it kind of gives you a ABC of what happens in the film. Cause yeah, you have again, no idea what the plot is. Yeah. yeah it's basically mm. just to edit together some, some cool looking scenes. It's basically like it. teaser number eight I see. <laughs> I mean, like, with a bunch of actors looking yeah. very concerned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the same as it's been ever since they started showing actual trailers for this is like a bunch of actors. Looking concerned, speaking concernedly to each yeah. other. Uh, Clancy, you saw it, right? Uh, yeah, and there is a bit of a reveal at the end of the trailer. I don't know that it was too much of a spoiler. But... True, yeah. And we won't talk about that because Rachel hasn't seen it. And we That's are, right. we are as as I have said on the Facebook page, Kaiju Cast is going to be spoiler-free for this particular movie. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to see anything. And in fact, if you see an article on Screonk.com, which is my buddy John's website. It has spoilers in it and I'm not reading it and I don't want to know about it. <laughs> so a week from now yeah. and in the following weeks, it's going to be difficult to avoid. Spoilers. I think so. I think it's going to be difficult, yeah. but I'm hoping that my trained eye, because I've trained my Facebook finger for scrolling through news feeds, <laughs> I'll be able to very quickly gloss over anything Shin Godzilla related. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely one that already dropped today. Some articles coming out that have quite a few spoilers in them, and I was sliding through as fast as possible because I don't want to know either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, my buddy John posted that. And I was like, oh, I'm actually going to say in the podcast when we record, if you want to check it out, just go to screenock.com. But I, that's the last you're going to hear about it on this podcast. So we won't talk about the details of the trailer because all we said, I mean, there is one little tiny reveal that you're not going to hear about, Rachel, and we're gonna, mm -hmm. not going to talk about it. But I think overall – the best thing about this trailer is that it showed more of Godzilla mm -hmm. and cool. it wasn't just like far away shots. So there's some close up stuff and it really made me very excited for the movie. And that's all I'll say on my part. I'm with you. I'm my expectations are high. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? Let's now move on to the next round of news. Now this came out of San Diego comic-con. So we're going to come back to this in a bit, but 
American fans and actually fans all over the world are going to be able to see Shin Godzilla or yeah. Godzilla Resurgence, depending on what your country has decided to title it, in the theaters because Toho has been aggressively, I guess, marketing the film to territories. And I think they said they had like a hundred different territories yeah. where it's going to be uh, showing in theaters. Yeah. And that includes North America. So we'll talk about that a little bit later when we get to the San Diego Comic-Con stuff. I'm excited. I think we'll move on right now, though, and talk about something a little more lighthearted and Shin Godzilla related. You guys know what Crayon Shinchan is? No. Crayon Shinchan is a Japanese television show, like a cartoon. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I don't really know how to describe it. It's just a kid who kind of, I guess, gets into hijinks. I've never really watched it, but it's mega popular. Really, really popular in Japan. And so they did a Shin-chan, Shin-Godzilla episode where Godzilla like comes out of the bay and like attacks stuff. Oh, You can see the entire sequence if you want on YouTube. Some lovely soul posted it there for those who could not watch it uh, because it aired, of course, in in Japan only. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you check that out, Jeff? I have not seen it, but I love hijinks. (laughs) (laughs) You are. It's pretty cool to actually see an anime Godzilla for like, I guess the first time for me, at least. Yeah. I've seen some like Varan the Unbelievable stuff. And I know that at one point I saw a whole bunch of Toho characters in an intro for some show that I can't remember the name of. Really shouldn't even go down that path because it's like, I don't have a single bit of information for the listeners, but very rare has it been for Godzilla to appear in Japanese animated television, as far as I know. So it's kind of cool that that's one of the tie-ins that they've got going on in Japan. A lot of tie-ins for mm-hmm. this movie. The Evangelion one we're going to talk about soon. Holy moly, that has been a thing. Not just tie-ins, but like promotional things happening in Japan right now. Uh, we just went to uh, get some beers at the McMinimins down the road. And I showed these guys a bunch of pictures from Wonder Festival, which we're talking about later as well. And they had on display the big, like, two-meter-tall Godzilla statue for oh, Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a place for that in my house after uh, after your movie promotion's over, Toho. Just letting you know. <laughs> it's so cool-looking. Oh, they had so many cool things on display there. At one point, we talked about a big footprint in Hokkaido that was being sort of installed oh, next yeah. to next to the, like, the, the beach. I think it was in Hokkaido. And uh, now... Ikebukuro has a mall called Sunshine City. If you watch the documentary Hail to the King, that's where we went and saw um, the big Godzilla special effects exhibition. That was in Ikebukuro's Sunshine City Mall. And so somewhere in the mall right now, they're doing Ultra Festival, but they also have this foot stepping down through the ceiling that you can go get your picture next to. That's awesome. And is that only going to be there temporarily? Yeah, I can't remember how long that's around for, but yeah, just definitely for the promotion of the film. Yeah. That's great. Is that anywhere close to the Godzilla Hotel or is that that kind of same area or not? Well, I mean, in terms of like how close things are in Tokyo, it's sort of close. Mm -hmm. Ikebukuro is maybe like five, six stops away from Shinjuku. Shinjuku is where the Godzilla Hotel is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is still really awesome and mm-hmm. not a temporary installation. Definitely right, yeah. Continues to, like my buddy Stan is over there right now with his kid and they stayed in the Godzilla room overnight. And oh, they took a whole cool. bunch of like wacky pictures. Nice. It was really cool. Yeah, they've got a whole bunch of stuff like that where Godzilla is sort of on, I think in Fukuoka there's a tower and he's sort of got an image of him like he's peering into the tower from outside. So when you step off the elevator, <laughs> you see him and actually- yeah. Ed Gojicheski's over there right now and said that several elderly Japanese stepped off the elevator and saw the saw the uh, Godzilla peering in and like visibly jumped. Oh, that's <laughs> <So>. great! <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is actually it's hard to to be here in America and see all this awesome stuff happening in Japan and just kind of like telling myself. I could have gone if I really wanted to. And, you know, I could have gone to Fukuoka. I could have gone to Tokyo. I could have gone anywhere that they're doing these things. There's like a big thing, cool thing happening in Yokohama as well. Yeah. (sighs) So many awesome things happening in Japan right now. But I'm saving myself for next year, you guys. Yeah. You know, at least uh, there's will still always be Godzilla stuff (laughs) to see. So I hope so. No matter when you go, I'm sure you'll see something. That's like a guarantee, right? I think so. Always. Yes, always. always. Every time. Okay. Even if it's just toys. So in addition to that, we also talked about there was a uh, rice paddy 
Every year, Japan has rice patties and people make artwork for those rice patties so that when you view it from a certain angle, it creates a picture of different colored rice plants. I don't know, you call really? that flowers or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So they did a big Shin Godzilla one as well. Cool. Yeah, man. It's awesome seeing all the promotion they're doing over there. It's great. I'm really jealous of the uh, like overwhelmingly large amount of fans that are over there right now to see the movie when it comes out. Because mm-hmm. right now it's we're less than a week away. It's the 29th it debuts. Yeah. Are they having a, a premiere before that that you know of? You know, I haven't been paying attention. They might be having a premiere in Tokyo, but uh, I know that when the movie actually comes out, a whole bunch of different stuff drops. Yeah. So one of the things that they have going on for promoting the film is they have like a half-hour broadcast that's going to be happening. I actually posted a link to the Japanese page on the Facebook page because I wanted to, you know, if anybody was going to be over there and they're going to be like, Oh, I'm going to be in this area. It basically says if you're in this area, it's on this channel at this time. So Mm -hmm. people could watch it. Are there going to be theater exclusives that you, there always are. Right. So, I mean, ever since like 1995, there have been theater exclusives for every Godzilla film. So I'm assuming there are going to be some, but but I don't know what they are yet. Images. No, Mm -hmm. not yet. Not yet. It's interesting, right? It's like, being online and seeing this stuff that you had to specifically have somebody go there who really cared about Godzilla stuff back in like the two thousands for the millennium series. Yeah. Really care about Godzilla stuff and then come back to the, wherever they were and then post those images online. It is so much easier now. Like yeah. it's all over Twitter, Facebook and stuff like that. Ugh. Well, and you know, as someone who wants to avoid spoilers, you know, I, I try not to look too deeply into things, but it's been a lot of fun to just experience that, you know, the excitement that's going oh, yeah. on over there mm-hmm. and oh, to just yeah. see it right as it's happening. I mean, not to mention the fans that are going over that we know from here um, and just to see them geeking out. Yeah. You know, it's hard not to be jealous, but at the same time, I'll just <laughs> vicariously live through them yeah. and watch them. Enjoy it. I want to live vicariously through them for sure. For example, Matt Frank is over there right now. Mm-hmm. So I hung out with Matt when I was in Austin for uh, an illustrators conference and we were kind of talking about how he expected Japan to be. Cause you know, he was like, Oh, you should go when he was planning. And I was like, no way, man, Japan is murderously hot and humid. And I do not want to be there in the summertime. So mm-hmm. ha But now I'm sitting here going like, I really should have looked into it a little bit more. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, mean, I, could, I could jet in between air conditioned buildings. Right? Yeah, right. You can get one of those little personal fan things with the spray <laughs> the bottle. You can bottle, hang yeah, around yeah. your neck. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I swear, I feel like I know like 15 Godzilla fans who are over there right now. And that doesn't wow. even count like the G Tour 3.5 or whatever they're, they're on. That's hmm. They're also going to be there soon, too. That's wow. cool. It's nuts. Uh, well, I hope those those people, especially if you're listening to the podcast, if you went over there, please don't spoil it for anybody. Please. Please don't spoil it for Jeff. Don't spoil it for Rachel. Yep. Don't spoil it for Clancy and... For the love of Godzilla, don't spoil it for me either. And I, but I know, you know, once you see it, you're going to want to express what you thought about it. And I think that's... Only if people want to see... And I think that's perfectly fine it. to get, like, if you liked it or didn't like it. Yeah, but you don't. But of, you don't have to go yeah. into great detail unless somebody exactly. really wants to know. Then you can do that on a private message or something. Yeah, just give know. me the thumbs up, thumbs down, or the middle one, you know, yeah. or yeah. the middle one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I think overall... The excitement in Japan is really building for this movie, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it is received. Because, and I, I mean, up to a point, obviously, because I want to see it myself and make my own judgments. Some other really cool stuff is happening, like toys and stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about what's coming out, what's available now. The most recent thing that I'm excited about that has dropped is we talked about it on the last news episode, I think. Ban Presto has this like 30 centimeter Shin Godzilla figure that's part of the lottery. I know a little bit more about that now that it's been going on. So it's like a lottery ticket. You literally buy a ticket for this and you have a one in, I don't know, seven or eight chance of getting something. Mm-hmm. Or it might be even more than that. And the the prizes are cool. There's like rulers with like Godzilla spines on one side, Godzilla versus Evangelion stuff, like uh, magnetic Godzilla heads and folders. So everybody who buys a lottery ticket receives something maybe maybe i don't know that detail of it all i know is that like if you want the big 30 centimeter godzilla figure that's you know 
could what potentially it, only cost you whatever, five, 10 bucks, however much the ticket is. Oh, I was just going to ask you what the price is of the ticket. Like, is it something significant or is it just like, oh, you can pick it up for a buck? I think it's cheap like yeah. that. Like, okay. I don't know if it's a buck, but yeah. basically you, you know, you buy this ticket and if you win Godzilla, you'd like basically psyched. It's, people are selling them on the internet for a ridiculously high price because mm. it just came out and everybody's freaking out about it. Yes. And are all the prizes associated with the lottery, um, specifically Godzilla? Or would it be one of those things where you're like, I really would like to get a Godzilla prize, but <laughs> now I'm even more upset because I didn't get the grand prize, but I didn't even get a Godzilla prize. Yeah, so it's a Shin Godzilla big soft vinyl figure, which is from Banpresso. A series of head magnets, which I think are the uh, 1989 Godzilla, Shin Godzilla, and actually, I don't know the other one. I think it's I think it might be like the original. Don't quote me on that, folks. Uh, the silhouette rulers, that's where they've got like a two different styles, two or three different styles of that. A clear file set, that is a folder set. So like um, literally right here. Wait, where's that thing? This thing, this Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla thing right there. As I almost fall out of my chair. Oh, yeah. That, that is a clear file folder. Mm-hmm. Uh, a rubber strap set. So like, you know, these kind of things that like so they attach to your cell phone. Oh, yeah. A mini figure collection. Those are like tiny little figures, but they seem to be nicely sculpted, even though they're tiny. And then uh, there's a final prize, which is an original poster and a double chance campaign, which is another option for the Shin Godzilla Big Soft final figure. Anyway, there's also a bigger Godzilla figure. I mean, a smaller Godzilla figure, I think. Regardless, it's a lot of stuff that you can win. You could win. I've seen people selling like the entire set on Yahoo Japan, too, Mm. like of everything you could win. It's a tumultuous time for Godzilla fans who collect yeah. awesome stuff. Yeah. Everybody's salivating. Yeah. Well, you know, so far, the only thing to be released publicly is the Bandai figure. Clancy, you picked that up. Uh, yeah, I had that waiting for me about a day or two after I got back from G-Fest. So kind of like the gift that keeps giving this year is <laughs> Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. Thank you so much, Shin Godzilla. We've got uh, a few more things to talk about in terms of releases, though. If people have not been listening to the podcast, I think we already covered this. In addition to the band Presto figure and the Bandai figure, apparently they're going to release a King Scale Bandai figure, which Clancy, you think it might be 12 inches tall, right? I believe so. Okay. And then um, there's also like the art of book we talked about a couple of episodes ago and uh, other stuff like the SH Monster Arts figure was, you know, sort of teased and then really, really announced a, a few weeks ago. That thing looks really cool, but it's an SH Monster Arts figure and I do not collect those. So I won't be getting that one. This is sort of like, what am I going to get of all of these Shin Godzilla things that are coming out? Yeah. Like, I really want that band Presto. And then X Plus announced theirs too. They've been teasing it a little bit. And, uh, yeah, so I really want that too. <laughs> it's too much, really. Too much. Because X Plus usually puts two versions out, correct? So what happens is X Plus does a release and they do an internet exclusive version okay. and then they do a retail version. Okay. So for the most part, most of everything you see up on that shelf right there, that's the 25 centimeter scale shelf. And mm-hmm. that's almost entirely just the retail versions of things. Yeah. But like this Angulus at the corner here came with a tiny little Moonlight SY3. That's the. Uh, internet exclusive version. And I know that there's going to be an internet exclusive version of Shin Godzilla. They just haven't announced it yet. They haven't announced it. So I can't, I don't know exactly what it is. I'm just going to predict that it's an alternative head, but I don't know. It might be a light up version. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway, lots of things coming out. That's sort of the gist of that. Uh, And specifically one of the things that is coming out is not from Japan, which is sort of like my masterful segue into talking about San Diego Comic-Con, which is also happening this weekend in, uh, of course, San Diego, California. Uh, I think the very first thing I saw was the NECA Shin Godzilla figure being sort of not on display. They didn't have the figure on display, but they had like a photo of the prototype and that photo was on display at their booth. The cool thing about NECA for me is that you know, like not every Godzilla fan has the ability to spend a lot of money yeah, on figures, yeah, you know. And yeah. so NECA provides a price point that I think is very attractive to the casual Godzilla fan. Yeah. I mean, most of mm-hmm. their figures are 20 bucks or less, I think, right? Yeah. Usually. And the details, you know, I mean, 
fairly decent. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Especially for you know something that's I want to I don't want to say American made in a bad way, right? Yeah. But like, this is not Toho commissioning these sculpts and giving people like stuff that they need. You know, like their mm-hmm. their stuff is really great. Like, and when they put out the first images of their 1984 figure, yeah, and the fans hated it, they retooled it. Yep, they redid the head. Yeah, I think that speaks volumes to to NECA as a company. And the fact that they're releasing a Shin Godzilla figure, I don't know why they are allowed to release figures in the exact same scale as the SH Monster Art stuff. Maybe it has to do with that price point. But, like, if you think about it, NECA released a 94 Godzilla. Yeah. They released a 95 Godzilla. They um, They put out the 84, which SH Monster Arts hasn't done yet. Which they should totally get on because I think I would buy it. They did the 54. They did the 54 and, and, uh, SH Monstrous just released the 54. They are doing the 2002, sorry, 2001, the GMK Godzilla. Yeah. Both of them are doing that. I wonder what it has anything to do with because, you know, Nika releases stateside in Toys R Us or something like that. And I don't know. SH Monster Arts is more of a, because SH Monster Arts is what's the origin of the company? It's Bandai. Yeah, yeah, and they're but they're also putting this stuff out in comic shops, right? But they're also at yeah. the same time. I mean, the distributor Bandai. Well, I guess technically it's Tamashi Nations or Bluefin Tamashi Nations, whatever they call themselves. Anyway, that yeah. company has the. They don't have some exclusive thing where they can't release the same yeah. scale figure. I I don't know what the deal is there. I, I could see their competition more being the six-inch Bandai figures than the SH Monster. Maybe that's figures. why. Maybe the yeah. price point is yeah. the classification. I don't know. But uh, regardless, NECA is doing a Shin Godzilla. And if you're into this stuff, if you really like some – a lot of people I know, like they don't want to spend $125 on a Godzilla figure, which I think is how much the the SH Monster Arts is. Yeah. The only SH Monster Arts one that I've picked up is the uh, 64, mm-hmm. and it's a and the alternate color scheme of, uh, of the emergence. Out of the, yeah, the dirt. It, yeah, it's beautiful and it's a great sculpt, and I mean it's worth the extra money. But that one was cheaper than the hundred and some dollars. I think it was closer to like sixty. But the NECA stuff is great, and for the price, you're getting a quality figure. It's nice and heavy. It looks great on the shelf. I collect them myself. Uh, the 54 was outstanding. The work that they did with that one, in my opinion. Um, so I was excited. I, GMK, I'll definitely pick that one up. Cool, um, cool. And I was stoked to see that they're going to tackle Shin Godzilla because it's just like the idea of that American company is getting to join in on the fun. Do something brand new. Yeah. Yeah. What a time to be alive for Kaiju fans. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the let's uh, talk more about San Diego Comic Con. I mean, obviously, so that was on display. Tamashi Nations, they had several things on display. One of them is the gigantic burning Godzilla. So for reference of anybody in the room, there's mm. the gigantic burning Godzilla to the uh, right of Jeff there. Yep, yep. And so they're putting out a meltdown version, which they've extended the orange splotches, I think, closer into the neck and more into the body a little bit. And they've made them brighter orange. And um, that's they're releasing that. It's going to be a $500 figure. Wowza. Yeah, expensive. But, you know, but it's really look cool. really cool, yeah. I mean, I love that thing. Mm-hmm. I think they made it a little more upright, too. I'm not exactly sure all the things they did. There's actually a video. I should probably link to it in the show notes that shows, like, the difference between the original gigantic burning Godzilla and the Tamashii Nations version. Mm. Um, uh, additionally, they also had on display the, um, the light-up 1989, the one that does the sound the music, the lights, and uh, is taller. So if you're if you're oh, used cool. to the SH Monster Arts figures, they're about six to seven inches tall, I think. And then, so this one I think is going to be eight inches tall. <laughs> I know it's like <laughs> this negligible inch that's happening there, but it could be a big deal. Yeah. It could be. I actually, I kind of want that thing because it plays music and it's just sort of a, it's an interesting piece in yes. the... Uh, in the in the tapestry of Godzilla figures that you know wrap around this room, uh, I don't have anything that plays music. Yeah, and that is cool. That's cool to me. So uh, maybe I'll pick that up. Maybe not. There's, I know they had some other stuff on display as well. 
I think Diamond had some of their X-Plus figures on display. It's been really cool to see all this news come out of San Diego Comic-Con. Of course, the biggest thing that's being announced for us Godzilla fans at San Diego Comic-Con, the licensing from Funimation of Shin Godzilla coming to theaters in North America, what they're saying, as late 2016. So... To everyone who was really upset when I said I did not want to see Shin Godzilla come to theaters in America, you should be, A, pointing your finger at me and saying, like, ha, 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 look at what happened. But then I would then point it back and say, that's what I was talking about. I wanted a limited run where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to the Cineplex where they have yeah. the most recent movies. I mean, they yeah. do. We So, wait, none of you guys here went and saw Attack on Titan when they came to Portland, right? No. No, I didn't see it. Because Funimation released that too. And so I'm basing my um I'm basing my opinion about this news being good on what Funimation did. They released Attack on Titan, sort of a limited engagement thing, just as we talked about on the podcast. And it was subtitled. And apparently they've also got uh the rights to release it on DVD and Blu-ray, which is awesome. Yeah. Cool. That's big news. Yeah, and then uh a, Funimation also, I think, has access to a pretty solid voice cast, so like an like voice actors. So if we get a dub, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that that dub won't be the terrible Hong Kong crew that always did the yeah. Millennium stuff and the Heisei stuff, and that we're gonna get you know a decent dub. Not that I need it, yeah, because I'll be watching the subtitled version, of course. Mm-hmm. I think like I was hoping, you know, that if it gets released in North America, it would be released, you know, at one of like more of the independent theaters, mm-hmm. probably yeah. for like one week, you know? Yeah. I and, actually, uh, I'm really interested in contacting the Roseway here in Portland mm-hmm. and seeing if the Roseway would be interested in playing Shin Godzilla, at least for a night. Yeah. And then, you know, we could make a cool Kaiju cast event out of it. That'd yeah. be sweet. That would be awesome. We'll be there every Every night. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. just I'm just talking about one night. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be every night. We could do that. <laughs> we could do that. Uh, yeah, so basically they are we're looking here for any more details that we need to talk about. Essentially, the first day of Comic-Con, Funimation announced it. And they also, the cool thing for me is I never really liked the title, Godzilla Resurgence. It looks kind of cool on paper, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that's like, here it is. Don't think about it. <laughs> like, uh, but Shin Godzilla, which has like, as we talked about on the podcast a while ago, like several different meanings behind it, like what Shin mm-hmm. could mean in those terms. Like, I think it's really awesome that they're keeping the name Shin Godzilla and not going with that international title that they chose. I'm looking forward to it. I really am, of course, looking forward to when they say, here are the dates and here's when it's going to be out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, up until then, like Funimation... Thumbs up, dudes. Like, well done, and thank you so much for bringing this to America in late 2016. We should do, like, a big event, right? Like, we should yes. bring everybody, get all the kaiju fans together. Totally. All of do the it. kaiju fans. All in, in of the Portland, them. In the Portland area, that is. Or anybody that wants to come to the Portland area. Yeah. 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 I, I think we can get some fellow kaiju brothers and sisters down from Seattle, maybe. Uh, I don't yeah, know if there's there any go. Northern California fans, but... Uh, Calling you out. Yes. David Dopko. Yeah, we know how to... Nick Gucker. We know, we know how to party, <laughs> Jordan so... Hill. That's right. Yeah, we do. We go to Killer Burger. Did mm-hmm. I tell you that they... Somebody tweeted and, and like, did the at Killer Burger about the land... Uh, not land party. That's from, <laughs> that from the early 2000s. <laughs> For our listener party, where we had a Killer Burger, and Killer Burger actually responded and was like, that's awesome. So next time we have a a listener party, we should, I'm going to contact them and be like, Hey, we're going to have a listener party again. Oh, nice. I, I assume there's going to be a listener party after Rose city. Yeah. After Rose city. For sure. In September. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, so we're going to move on. <laughs> we'll talk about, we'll talk about some catastrophic events soon as well. Um, what else do we need to talk about from San Diego comic-con? What about the Kong skull Island trailer that dropped? Yes, Kong we do need to talk Saturday, about that. Saturday, I believe. So who yeah. has not seen the Kong Skull Island trailer? I have not. Okay. I think I already watched it uh, three or four times. And okay. Probably right. watch it when I get home. So I'll have a link in the show notes <laughs> to anybody who wants to check it out. But I'm going to mute Rachel's headphones so we can talk about it. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you don't have to. Well, actually, I mean. It's just a teaser. It's a teaser. There's nothing really, you know, 
no spoilers. Unless you want to know exactly nothing about the movie, like even the time period it's set in. But I think I maybe already spoiled. You already told me that. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> too late. late. <laughs> but well, so I'm confused. Is this set in '77? It's set is this in the a 1970s. Remake, a remake yeah. of the and this is de a, Laurentiis Kong? Yes. Jeff Bridges is back. Mm, all right. And John Goodman and Steve Buscemi. Oh, wrong <laughs> Jeff movie. Good, <laughs> Jeff Bridges is back and he is not playing the dude. Yeah. Oh. Although no. that would be pretty funny if he was. That would be. Oh, hey, man. John, Kong dude like, meets John Goodman an is in this. Man. John, John Goodman is in it. Yeah, he is. Sweet. Does but, he yeah. play Walter? We can only hope. We can only hope, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Kong on Skull Island. Yeah, that like, looks it looks like it's going to be fun. The one thing I will say to spoil everything for you, Rachel, every mm-hmm, single thing everything. ever is that Kong is big. So it's they're yeah. setting I'm it not, up. They're, they're setting it up for King Kong up. versus Godzilla. So the yeah. I the only thing I've seen about it is the poster, or, or maybe it's just the image that's posted along with the link to the trailer on Facebook. Um, and Kong on the poster looks very large. So you're saying that's realistic. Yeah. Realistically the large. skull, right? That's what you're talking about? The guy standing on the skull with the flare? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And the, Sorry, behind that image of the skull and the man standing there was a silhouetted image. You could actually see Kong. Kong, like it's kind of like oh. in the clouds or something or yeah, in the it's, back it's behind. Like the flare smoke. Yeah, the smoke. That's what, that's I what I was thinking that. of. Yeah. Well, I was not very observant with that, but I think it's awesome that uh, that they're making Kong big because obviously is cool. that is like the biggest complaint from everybody yeah. who's trying to see this King Kong versus Godzilla thing as being logical. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, Kong, how is he ever going to be so big? Well, so Hollywood has, no. Hollywood has a little bit of foresight. There, yeah, and they like also him. have like <laughs> magic potions to make King Kong a larger animal, I guess. So, That's right. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. Mar- I'm March of 2017. Uh, okay. I do know Brie Larson is in it. I know Tom Hiddleston's in it. Yep. And Samuel L. Jackson, who's in like every, Ooh, every yep. and, yeah. uh, and of course, like you said, John Goodman. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. I'm totally yeah. okay with not seeing anything else and just being, being like, okay, send me to the movie. Yep. And then maybe we'll see it. Yeah. And while this wasn't something that's addressed in the trailer, they are splattering from the producers of Godzilla yes, across the top of yeah. it. So that connection mm, is being tied in given there, to us right yeah. up front. And, uh, you know, for fans of that oh, movie, hell yeah, I'm yeah. sure they're Definitely. really, really excited about this. I, I was actually a big fan of the last, the Peter Jackson film. Um, yeah, I liked it. But at the same time, I, I do not mind at all the idea of even having a movie, whether this does well or not, if it gets to... Godzilla and King Kong battling it out once again. I am cool with that. Favorite yeah. shot from the trailer? Do you remember it? Was that them with the skull in the background? My favorite shot from the trailer was when they look up on the cliff face and it's got that bloody handprint and it's just oh, like yeah, a yeah. freaking nice. massive. Yeah. Mm. That was the first time I went, oh, maybe this, this is going to work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely intrigued. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Um, so I didn't see anything else about Kong on Skull Island. I just know that that's sort of like legendary's next big thing. I didn't hear any news about the next Godzilla movie coming out of Hall H. Well, I heard the Godzilla movie was canceled. Who said that? I thought I had read that they were doing Kong 2017. 2020 is Kong vs. Godzilla. No. Because Gareth Edwards. No, he left, but that didn't mean the movie's canceled. Oh. I thought I had read it because when wishful is, thinking because when is We're talking about Godzilla too right yeah when is that coming out then it's supposed to be 2018 oh yeah I had read huh. that dude they, they got were, plenty of time to make another Godzilla movie yeah I know but I but the my sources told me oh yeah okay <laughs> that, <laughs> it was, that it was on the back burner well Hachi's a liar yeah, I, I, <laughs> I've met Jeff's sources, so our, the listeners out there don't need to worry too much. I'm sure the yeah. movie probably is still coming. It could be my sources. I don't want to name names, but. Yeah, I think the only thing I saw was that Gareth Edwards was out. We talked about that on the podcast last time, right? The last yeah. news episode? Yeah. Yeah. But I had heard that it was put on the back burner, Godzilla 2. That, well, they, might, that they most likely are just going to move ahead with Kong versus Godzilla and not do Godzilla 2. But don't hold me to it. I'm just telling you. You heard it here first. But don't. I'm just saying you don't. <laughs> you probably didn't hear it here first because that probably was a long time ago. 
But uh, if Godzilla, yeah, I mean, if I don't Godzilla know. If two Godzilla happens, two doesn't happen. I'd be okay with it either. I yeah. mean, I'd be also be okay with it if it just they just went straight to King Kong versus Godzilla. I just think that there should be that bridge in between the first film and the Kong. Yeah. But I have pretty strong opinions about that. Yes. Uh, anyway, I don't know what's happening with that. But uh, speaking of backburner, Pacific Rim two. I didn't hear any news about that. Haven't heard anything. I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't searching for San Diego Comic-Con Pacific Rim stuff, but I mean, I don't really, I didn't see any news come come through on that stuff either. Like, yeah. The uh, only thing I saw was that figure, the Leatherhead figure. Oh, yeah. Leather that wasn't, back, from, I mean. that wasn't that, from San Diego. That was oh, that was. The Japanese show. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, so essentially, I don't know what's happening with uh, the back burner status on Pacific Rim 2. I think last yeah. time I heard it got a new release date or I'm trying to sort of distance myself from that news. It's like too soon to worry about it kind of news. So yeah. um, we'll, we'll move on and we won't talk about the, uh, <laughs> the Pacific Rim or, or not. We'll just move on to uh, uh, Gamera. No Gamera news either. Nothing from San Diego Comic-Con, unfortunately. In Japan, however, there is a cool 4K event that Ayame Chiba Oh, yeah. She's at that right now. Mm -hmm. Or she's in Japan right now. She went to the, that event and a whole bunch of other different cool stuff. So Sweet. Um, if you want to learn more about that, she's going to have an article coming out in G-Fan Magazine. Mm-hmm. So pick that up when it's out. I don't know when that's going to be, though. Oh, another awesome thing that happened at San Diego Comic-Con this weekend. August Ragoni and the Shout Factory announced that on July 31st, so another thing happening next weekend, July 31st at noon Pacific, he is going to be hosting the Ultraman 50th Anniversary Marathon on Shout Factory TV. He has handpicked 12 of his favorite episodes for this all-day tribute to his favorite television series of all time. So uh, he's saying stay tuned as more details are released. But basically, go to shoutfactorytv.com slash SDCC and you can see the announcement. And I've been able to catch several of these so far and they have all been really fun. And yeah. um, I just really hope that on the 31st, I have the time to actually sit down and watch this happen live because there's something really magical, as we've said before on the podcast, about having that shared experience of mm -hmm. something being broadcast live. It's just yeah. really cool that they're doing that yeah, again. And, and everybody experiencing it simultaneously at the same time. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I totally called that too. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so that that's pretty much it from San Diego Comic-Con. Well, let's zip across the Pacific over to uh, the Land of the Rising Sun, where Wonder Festival happened this weekend. And I showed these guys a bunch of pictures from Wonder Festival. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Festival is a beautiful thing, and someday I'm going to go there. But that was not this year. Uh, they had a whole bunch of Shin Godzilla stuff on display, including the two-foot two foot tall, two meter tall <laughs> statue, uh, which looks just beautiful. So cool. Um, I know they also had a number of figures on display, including stuff from Kyoto, X plus Bandai, SH monster arts. And, um, I think it's called Zoke Kobo that the, the name for Yuji Sakai's company. So he's doing his own like release of this, uh, the Shin Godzilla kit. So he basically made Shin Godzilla for Ban Presto. And now he's taking his sculpture and turning it into a model kit, a oh. resin oh, cool. kit probably. So it's going to have like way better detail than the, uh, Ban Presto, which already has really good detail on it. So you what's, guys. what's the size of the, it's probably 30 centimeters. Okay. I think technically the height of the Godzilla body, mm -hmm. this is speculation. Cause I don't have it in my hands yet. The Godzilla body <laughs> Is probably less than 30 centimeters tall, but with the tail coming up, yeah. that makes it about 30 centimeters in, in total. It's uh, that one. And then they also had on display the Kyoto one, which is probably about as tall as that Burning Godzilla next to you. Mm -hmm. About 50, mm. 50 centimeters tall. And that's the one that's $1,000. Ouch. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, it's one of those things where if you had the money and you really, really loved Shin Godzilla, I'd say go for it because yeah. you're going to have like one of the most beautiful pieces ever that will be made of that Godzilla. But man, I can't imagine just being like, oh, yeah, I'll just drop a grand on that. <laughs> 
maybe when I'm, you know, rich and famous, because that's my total goal with this podcast. Oh, I mm-hmm. forgot to start making money on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another thing that they had, and I'll have links in the show notes to this stuff, so you'll be able to see it if you're really interested in, in uh, checking it out and haven't been able to find it on Facebook. The Shin Godzilla versus Evangelion crossover mm-hmm. is continuing. I don't know who's making these. I think it might be X Plus, or it might be somebody associated with X Plus. They're making Mechagodzilla, Kiryu Mechagodzilla, with the purple EVA yeah. coloration and the red EVA coloration. Sorry, I don't know the numbers on those. I'm guessing zero and one or one and two, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, I thought the Mechagodzilla looked pretty cool. Yeah, it looks yeah. way cooler than the Godzilla that had like the patches of the colors on his skin. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I think the Mecha works a lot better. Absolutely. With the bright yeah. colors. Yeah. Um, and I actually remember saying to somebody, I don't know if I was at the listener party at G Fest, but like it didn't make any sense to me why they were making a Godzilla that had the EVA robot coloration when they could have easily just done like the angels that are like black and white looking with the kind of weird bony structure on them. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. I love Kiryu and uh, the uh, sculpts that they're using for that, for the figures um, with the weapons packs on the back and uh, just that color scheme on there looks beautiful. The price point was a little high, I think for those figures, I think it was looking like 150 bucks or something for that. Probably uh, because they're limited, I guess. Yeah, I would imagine so. Mm. Uh, probably out of my price range, although that's just something that, like like you said, just when they initially released the crossover and it's Godzilla with those colors, it was a little harder to get excited for. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a huge Evangelion fan, but I've yeah. watched it and it's worth checking out. But uh, yeah, to match it up with Kiro is just great. And if that's something that you can afford, it's worth uh, checking yeah. out. I wonder if it's if that's going to be like I think I should probably try and find out who's selling that and then post links to it just so in case anybody is like a huge Evangelion fan I know that it's a really big deal in Japan so I didn't think that the Godzilla Evangelion crossover tie-in tie-up whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it was going to be such a huge deal but holy crap man they are really really making lots of stuff in addition yeah. to those figures they're also doing this crazy hybrid Evangelion Godzilla figure, which uh, totally not going to be on my shelf, but for fans of the genre, fans of those two properties, I would imagine that that's a pretty awesome thing. So I assume it, this must be popular. Oh, it's, it's hugely popular. This yes. crossover. Well, the the first off, like I'd say Evangelion is probably more popular than Godzilla in Japan, and it's considered like oh. a super, I don't want to say super art form, but like people have a lot of respect for the depth and the layers and the storytelling that goes on in Evangelion. And it is a big deal. I remember even in like 1997, right after I moved to Portland, I went to things from another world when Cindy was working there Mm -hmm. before it was things from another world. It was just planet X. And, uh, they had an Evangelion figure, a big one, like next to their space Godzilla figure. I remember just looking at it and be like, that looks super cool. Like, Maybe I should get into that. And I think Cindy warned me about it. Yeah. She was like, do you really need another thing from Japan <laughs> to obsess over? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're probably right. So thanks, Cindy. Thank you for saving me from this crossover decades before it was a thing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's even popular here. Um, and even back in the 90s, you know, when it was coming out and whatnot. There was a fan base for it here, too. So there's just as yeah. much excitement, I think, from a lot of fans on the side that are into it. Yeah, like when they announced that Hideaki Anno was going to be involved, I know that most people that were like freaking out in a positive way were freaking out because they knew Evangelion and his work with Evangelion. So I don't know. I'm excited to see the movie. But as far as the crossover goes, I don't really care so much about the crossover. It's cool. And that's about as far as it goes to me. What else do they have at uh, Wonder Festival? Well, I'm sure soon at SciFiJapan.com, you're probably going to be able to see uh, tons of awesome photos from Ed Gojicheski. But overall, I'd say uh, the big stuff that they had that I thought was awesome outside of the Shin Godzilla stuff, they had a lot of cool War of the Gargantuas things, you know, maybe because it's oh, the 50th nice. anniversary. Somebody did a model kit of like Gyra at the airport. Where he's huh. like eating the <laughs> eating the lady. That's awesome. And another kit, I think again from the same company, is this really great diorama of Gyra and Sanda fighting in the city. Hmm. Yeah, it's really cool looking. That's so great. a lot of cool stuff there. X Plus, of course, had some awesome things on display. 
They're going to be releasing, in addition to Shin Godzilla and Legion, they have a new Gamera 25 centimeter figure where it looks like he's battling Gamera a little bit more. Where's mine? Oh man, he's, I can't even see him from where I'm sitting. He's not leaning forward like he is in mine. He's like sort of like standing back a little bit, like bracing for impact maybe. He looks really awesome. They also had a brand new sculpt of the 1993 Mechagodzilla. So they're doing some more Heisei Mm. stuff, which is awesome. For fans of the super robot genre, I didn't show you guys this. This is huge. I'll, I'll show you later. Yeah. So they have the Legion figure, which is about probably this tall. It's like probably a 40 centimeter tall figure. And then the Legion figure only comes up to the knee or maybe the thigh of this Getter Robo figure. Uh, I love Getter Robo. <laughs> like <laughs> seeing that totally made me go, oh, I want to know how much that is. And I don't know how tall it is or anything. I'm sure it's going to be insanely out of my price range, but it is a beautiful, beautiful sculpt. So hopefully we'll see a lot more awesome photos coming out of Wonder Festival. That was pretty much everything from Wonder Festival. Again, keep an eye on SciFiJapan.com because they almost always have photos from Ed Gojicheski when he goes over there and he takes lots and lots of pictures of kaiju-related stuff. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, a couple of weeks ago we experienced July 7th, 2017, uh, 16, sorry. And uh, last year we saw a little CGI trailer for an Ultraman thing mm-hmm. that said 7-7. And I was really looking forward to seeing some kind of update on that. But there's nothing, no information at all about that, you know, what was happening with that CGI thing. I don't know what to say. I mean, I I was really looking forward to seeing what they were going to do because um, as you guys who are listening and you guys who are in the studio who may have heard, um, August reported that that was supposed to be sort of like a proof of concept trailer for an adult oriented or more mature, I will say. Ultraman show. Cause if you watch mm-hmm. today's Ultraman shows, they're very kid friendly, you know, they've got yeah. like lots of toy tie-ins and stuff like that. So the concept of something that wasn't aimed at kids, it was aimed more at adults, like, you know, uh, Neo Ultra Q, for example, which was a great series. Um, that was really exciting to me. And I'm really bummed that we don't get something like that, but you know, we still have a regular Ultraman series right now. Ultraman Orb is airing in Japan and on Crunchyroll. I watched the first episode of that. Anybody else? Just me? No, I haven't seen me? it. Totally awesome. Oh, cool. It's a little, a little. You know, there's definitely elements of like the toy stuff going on in it, but overall, it's way fun, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. And like, there's an episode of Ultra Q called "I Saw a Bird." Mm-hmm. And like they make a reference to the title of that episode, like, the, oh, nice. like I think the news article they're reading is called "I Saw a Bird" or something like that. Yeah. And I was the whole time I was like, "Hey, that reminds me of this. That reminds me of this." It was really fun. Sweet. Uh, yeah, and I've only seen the first episode, so I'm hoping that the rest of the episodes are also good um, because I just finished watching Ultraman X as well, mm. which um, I know I talked about very briefly on the podcast before. Ultraman X is awesome. It's only like 20 something episodes. They could have spent a little more time on the character development, but did you mm-hmm. watch that ep- episode I sent you? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It was great. The yeah. Pig Mind I really episode. loved it. Yeah. Duh. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, that show had great characters. It had mm-hmm. fantastic special effects, like total, like classic tokusatsu stuff. The things that we actually yeah. talk about, like real world, practical tokusatsu effects mm-hmm. enhanced with CGI. That's what they did. And it was it was really great. And if it hadn't been for the whole like, oh, I'm going to choose this spark doll to fight against yeah. this guy, you know, put it on the, the the toy thing. You know, if it hadn't been for that, it would have been pretty much like the perfect show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how crazy are you guys going about the Pokemon Go game wishing it was Kaiju? And <laughs> I'm, I'm slowly renaming all my Pokemon that I've caught into Kaiju names. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking. I've heard so many people mentioning it and I go, oh, gosh, I wish I could like catch little Ultraman monsters and Godzilla monsters. That would be that, awesome. I would go nuts for that. Somebody make a mod, please. Where yes. We can, you know, <laughs> I want to catch Miklas, you know, right. <laughs> have my own little pocket monster. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, I did start playing that game just the other day. Lady Kyle was yeah. playing it when it, like, she downloaded it right after it was released. So she's, mm-hmm. 
She's level 15 or something like that, but uh, I'm sure that's low. For I have no idea <laughs> what they are. Levels of the game. Uh, it's kind of fun. It's yeah. kind of fun. Anyway, um, not kaiju related, obviously, because there are no Godzilla monsters in there. But I have been naming my <laughs> I've been naming my monsters after kaiju. Nice. Because, you know, it's just appropriate. I'm on there as kaiju cast. I don't know if there's a battle thing or anything that can happen like that. But if, you know, if that ever happens, like you can call somebody out and say, I'm going to battle your Pokemon. Ah. Feel free to kick my butts, everybody. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't spend too much time on it. Um, yeah, so Ultraman X is great. And Ultraman mm-hmm. uh, Orb is great. And so I'm hoping that Ultraman Orb, I'm going to keep watching it and continue yeah. to check it out throughout the series. But I basically watched Ultraman X kind of twice. Mm-hmm. Like one time, I'll watch an episode as I'm working. So I'm not giving it my full attention. Then I'll go back and watch it later. Like when I went through on the second viewings of Ultraman X, I was like blown away at how good some of the stories were in this in this show. There's like nice, really great references to previous things that happened in Ultraman, but it's still its own series. And all the characters are really, really well defined. Well, not all of them, but let's say most of the team, the Science Patrol team, they're really well, well defined characters. And it's a lot of fun. So Ultraman Orb is also a lot of fun and uh, I highly suggest checking it out. And let me know what you thought listeners. If you check out Ultraman orb, maybe we'll eventually do some sort of ultra episode. We've got one idea that we need to really yes. start working on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I really wanted to cover news wise. I think we can talk about our catastrophic events right now. Let's do a little retrospective here. Clancy, how is G fest for you, buddy? Well, this year's G fest was my, first time attending um and it was nice to uh step off the plane and the first thing that i did was share the um you know the shuttle over from the airport to the hotel with august Ragone. nice uh, it was nice meeting him um and being you know that the kickoff and the artist uh nick shev and uh i mean honestly that's just what is so cool about that festival or the convention is just walking in and it's like going to a concert or anything that you enjoy where like for the most part in your day to day, you know, you don't really have people that are into the same things you are. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then just to walk in and have that shared experience where you're just like, Oh man, I am standing in a room with like hundreds, you know, up to a thousand other people that are just like almost the entire building. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Almost the entire building. Not only do they probably know more than I do, but they are at least (laughs) as into all this stuff as I am. Yeah. And that was my experience meeting a lot of people. Um, you know, a lot of them are like, you know, it's just so cool to be somewhere where I can just walk up to anyone and just start having a conversation because you got that frame of reference. Definitely. Definitely. I did have people ask about you guys. They're like, hey, are yeah. your co-hosts here? And I was like, no. No, we no, suck. No, not this year. Like one of these days, you know, they're going to pay to fly everybody out on the Kaiju cast. <laughs> no, they're not, dude. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. They're not going to do that. Not when they can spend money on getting people like Akira Takarada and Bin Furuya and Hiroko Sakurai. Ugh, it was so great. It, they were super nice. I didn't get I didn't get any autographs from them, but I was able to give Takarada a little... Uh, a little present mm-hmm. as a token of appreciation for him being in the documentary. Uh, I gave him like a journal with the hail to the King poster artwork on the front and the back. Nice. And uh, inside there was like a couple pictures from the production of the documentary just to sort of jog his memory. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know, I'm, I'm sure he meets a lot of people with giant white beards. Everyone's mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, I did see that uh, Rachel's favorite guest, Linda Miller. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I believe Mr. Uh, Jeff Zorno actually made her cry. I heard the that, whole story of that. What? <laughs> incredible. He, I mean, he did put together this incredible movie poster for King Kong Escapes, and he presented it to both the Kira Takarada and oh, yeah. Linda Miller. But yeah, she got nice and teary-eyed. And, oh. Um, I, just, I just know how much Rachel loves her. <laughs> so I'm just going to say part of the story. So Jeff gave her, Zorno gave her this uh, poster, gave each of them this poster. And uh, she was like really, really moved by it. And so she started like basically getting really teary and started crying. And Jeff recognized that she was not going to be in any shape to take a photo. Yeah. And so he basically like yelled 
towards the guy who's holding his camera. Zordo just made Linda Miller cry. Oh and my like, god! That made that made everybody laugh and yeah. sort of like they did a cool pose for the photo. Jeff's a good dude. I love that nice. Uh, actually, I got to say something. Linda Miller, phenomenal woman. Really, yeah. just the sweetest person ever. And uh, I was supposed to interview her actually twice now. I've, I've sort of been on the docket for trying to get an interview with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but for one reason or another, it didn't work out. I got to work on that a little bit more. The, the past two shows that I've been to, she's been at those past two shows. And yeah. both of them, I did not do enough like pre-organizing of like when and where can I be to get an interview with X, Y, or Z kind of thing. So mm-hmm. at G-Fest, I didn't worry about it too much because I was like, you know what? I'm here to enjoy myself. I'm here for the live podcast and I'm here to just basically hang out with other Godzilla fans, which is yeah. what Clancy was saying is, you know, the best part about G Fest is you're just there with people who like the same stuff you do. Mm-hmm. You know, I had dinner with her. That was, that was lovely. I had dinner sweet. with her and a couple other people and we talked and she is just like really sweet. And so when I have her on the show, I'm basically just going to get her to tell me everything about when she went over to Japan to film yeah. the movie. She's won me over. <laughs> <laughs> And I want to talk to her about, like, did she ever see any cut of the movie that it had, or like, even the editing process that actually had her own voice? Right. Yeah. There. But, uh, you yeah, know, who else was there? Um, oh, well, the live podcast. We did the live podcast with Hiroshi Sagai and uh, Sojiro Uchino. Those guys have been working on this Gotoichi Kaiju project, which is just super cool. This guy here. Oh, uh, yes. I love that stuff. Yeah. So I got them to talk about the different regions of Japan and what kind of monsters are there and how they develop the stories and the artwork and all that stuff. And that'll be the next episode of the podcast. I really, we we needed to get this one in the can and like out the door because of the crazy news, you know, breaking news kind of situation for this month. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so that was awesome. I had a blast at G Fest. I can't wait for the next one. Hopefully next year I will also be staying in the same hotel. So I'll have even more free time to hang out with people because that did not happen this time. Mm -hmm. I'll save that for another time. That story for another time. (laughs) We'll move on to the next event. Uh, That is July 29th through the 31st Fandom Fest in Louisville, Kentucky with Haruo Nakajima, Kenpasiro Satsuma, Tsutomo Kitagawa, Mizuho Yoshida, Ben Furuya, and Shinji Nishikawa. I mean, it is a huge wow. roster for Kentucky, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. I'm looking forward to hearing about that. I will not be going, <laughs> so I don't need to take another trip to go see Godzilla actors for a little while, but they've got all those guys. If you want to find tickets, you can go to phantomfest.com. I'll also have a link in the show notes to Celebrity Icons Facebook page where you can stay abreast of all that information. And for the next catastrophic event, I have a special guest with me joining me back again on the podcast, my good friend Bob Johnson. And he is here to talk to us about Godzilla Night 5. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty well. I am very interested in hearing. What you got going on this year for Godzilla Night 5? Well, Godzilla Night 5 is coming up on uh, July 30th, Saturday, at the Bell Theater in San Leandro. And uh, this time around, we're showing Godzilla 2000 and the original Mothra. So we've got uh, Michael Schlesinger coming up from uh, Southern California. And he was the, uh, the producer of the American release of Godzilla 2000 for Sony back then. And he's going to talk about the distribution and, and really kind of all the things that went on back then at Sony because he was there for, you know, the Devlin and Emmerich uh, debacle and he was there for Godzilla 2000 and when they were licensing all the Heisei films and everything. So he had a hand in quite a bit of that. So he'll cover all that uh, live from the stage. And then uh, we've got vendors some returning uh we've got kimono my house will be there awesome and uh kevin d'antonio will have his table with a bunch of Godzilla goods and james osborne from vinyl kaiju solution will be there and uh we've got gaz gretzky who's a uh, kaiju artist he'll be there selling his art and also drawing whatever you want by request very cool so uh we're gonna have all these guys down uh what we're gonna call uh kaiju alley <laughs> so when you come to the theater, there's a little side gate and you can go down the, uh, 
the alleyway there right to the back of the theater and there's a little cool patio area and that'll be uh, Kaiju Alley and that's where the vendors and the artists will be. And again, you know, Mothra, seeing Mothra on the big screen is, is always a treat. So we kind of threw that in as the extra. But uh, but again, you know, we just lost uh, Yumi Ito. So uh, we're going to probably dedicate the show to her. Nice. That's nice, man. Yeah. Since we happen to be, we didn't book the movie because of that, but since uh, we were already showing it and that happened, then uh, we can do that. So yeah. you guys, uh, aside from the movies and aside from the artists being there, like you, you have the uh, the sweepstakes, right? We've got the sweepstakes. We've got a raffle. We've got uh, just regular door prizes. We'll be giving away. Um, the sweepstakes is basically you can go to uh, BayAreaFilmEvents.com or you can go to our Facebook page and click on the sweepstakes and uh, buy tickets for that. Kevin D'Antonio uh, runs the Great Godzilla sweepstakes. We also have a raffle for uh, some autographed photos that Jim Serenella kindly provided. Nice. And uh, so we've got uh, autographed photos of Haru Nakajima, Hiroshi Koizumi, Kenji Sahara, Sutomu Kitagawa, and Shinichi Wakasa. Fantastic. So, uh, wow. You can, you, know, you can buy raffle tickets for a couple bucks each and hopefully win an autographed photo. So it's a, it's a bargain. It's a bargain. It's a bargain. Very cool, man. Well, I hope, uh, I hope the listeners who are in that area and, and, or willing to travel to such an awesome event, go check it out. It sounds like you've expanded a little bit going into that, uh, back patio area. Yeah. Well, you know, we've always talked about, I mean, we had vendors in the lobby and then we kind of put them out in front last year and then, you know, we've got a couple more, so we'll put them around the side. I'm also hoping, my fingers are crossed, that uh, we may have some taiko drummers out there. Oh, awesome. Very cool. So, uh, we'll do the taiko stuff too. But Hey, uh, I know a lady you can talk to about that. So do I, and it may be the same <laughs> one. Very cool, Bob. That sounds awesome. And uh, so once again, just go to Bay Area Film Events website and check that out. And thanks again. All right. Thank you. All right, and there is actually one more thing. It's not exactly a catastrophic event, but you guys know I love yokai and all sorts of spooky things from Japan. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be in Japan from now um, through the end of August, basically, it's August 28th, there is a, a um, there is an awesome-sounding exhibition at the Edo Tokyo Museum called From Eerie to Endearing, Yokai in the Arts of Japan. And I found out about it recently also, someone said that it was an amazing, amazing exhibition, and I'm now legitimately bummed that I did not go over to Japan to see Shin Godzilla so that I could also see this display of yokai art, like classic, classic old-school yokai art. Mm. Um, but I'll have a link in the show notes just in case you're going and in case you're a big yokai fan or as big a yokai fan as I am. So, And I think that's just going to about do it for this news edition of the Kaiju Cast. We are going to close out the show. Thanks to everybody who came. Clancy, welcome to your very first Kaiju Cast episode ever. Yeah, thank you. It was a lot of fun. Well, hopefully we'll have you back soon. And, uh, of course, Rachel, Jeff, always a pleasure to have you here. Indeed. Thank you. Now, if you found the Kaiju Cast through iTunes or some other podcast directory, make sure you point your web browser to kaijucast.com, where you can see everything that we've done, everything that we've posted, published, etc., you also have links in the show notes that you can check out for every episode. And, of course, the Daikaiju discussion schedule, which now we're on the uh, post stuff. So Troll Hunter is our movie for this month. Yeah. If you're listening to this, it's too late to turn in your homework. But uh, hopefully you can get in for the next discussion episode, too. So um, we're going to go ahead and uh, say that you'll find links to our social media websites on KaijuCast.com. Uh, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, YouTube, all of that stuff. I'm all over the place. So go ahead and check that out. And we'll be back for a G-Fest exclusive or recorded live episode, however you want to say that, for the next particular installment of the Kaiju Cast. We're going to close out the show with Godzilla Akimbo by Motorhead, and that is for Tito. We'll see you for the next episode. Ja, mata.
Attention, attention all citizens. The space monster discovered in Korobogorge last night has been identified. It is Ghidorah. All proper measures are being taken to render him harmless. However, in the interest of public safety, the city must be evacuated at once.